are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Guys, I'll do half a million bucks in revenue this year at usecreditconnection.com. When you go apply for a mortgage and they decline because some Verizon bill hits your record, he'll help you get that cleaned up to make sure you are ready for your next loan. That's why he calls it loan readiness. re this program this year, totally bootstrapped, hoping to grow a bit more next year as they look to scale. Hey, folks, my guest today is Daniel Massimino. He's a serial entrepreneur with more than 13 years of ex- expertise in the world of startups. He's from Pittsburgh, uh, born founder and CEO today of the Credit Connection, a groundbreaking loan readiness platform. Also venture capitalist, artist, and thought leader. Daniel, ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right, man. Uh, what, what does a loan readiness platform mean? So essentially, we work with loan professionals across the United States, like uh, loan officers, realtors, um, even property managers. So anytime a consumer, you know, goes to apply for a loan or apply to be approved for a credit for credit in the case of, uh, say, getting a um, an apartment, if they get declined, then uh, our partner network sends them to us, where then we essentially take a look at their finances and then their credit report, and um, essentially strategize and guide them to get to a position where instead of being declined, they're able to get approved within uh, typically about three to four months. So can we maybe use an example here just so my audience can follow along? Let's say I'm trying to get a home loan from a big bank, uh, BB&T or Truist now, right? Or Chase, let's use Chase, right? I'm trying to get a thing from Chase. Chase uses, will they actually use the credit connection as the tool they use to verify people's credit history? Or they'll just only, they'll send dec- declines to you to help them improve their credit? Right. So currently we don't work with like Chase itself. We work with the loan officers. Um, however, yes. Yeah, so if, if somebody was to apply for a mortgage, they get declined. There's a reason they got declined. Typically, it's because of some poor uh, history or account on their credit report. So they send them to us. We do a free credit clarity call where we go over their entire credit report with them. And then we're identifying you know, what are the areas that we need to work on. And then on our end, we go to work for the consumer to get those accounts removed, if possible, so say a collection from Verizon. Um, and if not possible, then we would guide them on the best practice to take care of that account, rebuild their credit so that they can get back to the closing table in three to four months. And so who's paying you for this? The loan officer, because they want that eventual loan once they can approve that consumer or the consumer because you're helping them clean up their credit? The, con- the consumer does. Um, however, there are some companies that I'm aware of that do have agreements with um, you know, the loan officers themselves where they will cover it. Who who are some of the like competitors in your space that do deals with the loan officers directly? I would say the biggest one would probably be Lexington Law. Um, that's probably the biggest, most common one. However, you know, most of our competitors are structured as a credit repair company, and what we're focused on is more so the loan readiness because loan readiness isn't just credit repair; it's also debt to income. So, how can we lower debt? And how can we raise income along with the credit? And so now you have a holistic um, view of the person's finances when it comes to getting approved for loans. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm a consumer wanting to prepare for a loan or I got declined and I want to improve my credit, what would I pay you? And what's the model monthly, annually, one time to, to help me fix my credit? 
Uh, that's a great question. So there's there's actually three models that we use. Um, there's you know a monthly model, so the consumer would pay anywhere from uh, ninety nine to two hundred ninety nine dollars as what's called a first work fee, and then they would pay anywhere from ninety nine dollars to one ninety nine a month. Um, the second model is a performance based model, so the consumer would pay an, a first work fee or an enrollment fee of like two. $299 to $499. And then they're only paying for what we are able to successfully get removed from their credit report. And then you have the final model, which is just a flat one-time fee of anywhere from uh, $1,000 to $2,000. Interesting. And so when you look at your total revenue from last year, caught 100%, what percent came from each of these three buckets, would you say? It was all, pay- it was all the performance-based. Um, however, we realized that um, in order to do that successfully, we, we needed a much more robust um, accounting and billing system, which we didn't have at the time. So mm-hmm. now we do, um, and we're able to do that model. And just from my, I guess my opinion, I, I think that the performance-based model is the way to go. And, and it's also more profitable. And also the customer themselves likes it because they know they're only paying for what gets done. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess in last full year, so 2021, how many consumers paid you to help them fix their credit? Uh, Roughly around 500. Wow. Okay. I mean, so you're getting up there. That's, I mean, that's some scale. So how do you, for those 500 customers, how do you, obviously we're getting paid for performance. You have to define what good performance is. So is it like a hundred bucks if you get my $200,000 mortgage approved? Like how do you associate the carrot and sticks there? Oh yeah. It's a great question. So Basically, the items on the credit report are categorized into uh, a few different buckets. So bucket one, you have public records, which would be like bankruptcies, tax liens, judgments, um, child support, things like that. Um, Then you have another bucket, which would be collections. So if you don't pay your Verizon bill, Verizon sends it to a collection company. They put it on your credit report. Um, You have hard inquiries, uh, which when you apply for credit at a car dealership, they're going to run your credit and that's a hard inquiry. And then you have public records. And so each one of those buckets, it breaks down to a specific price point. So for instance, for a public record, something like a bankruptcy, uh, that would be $100 per item per bureau. So if you say had a bankruptcy on all three credit bureaus, you would be paying $100 for Experian to get it removed, $100 for Equifax and $100 for TransUnion. Yep. Interesting. So when you look at your total revenue last year, what percent of revenue was the base fee versus the performance upside that you earned? It's like 25, 25% base, 75% performance. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Got it. So five, what 500 times 300 is about 150 grand of just base fee sales. And then you guys actually work, you know, it actually, it does actually work. You can get people removed from these bureaus. And so you made an additional call at 300 grand, 400 grand on top of the 150 for the performance fees. Yeah, give or take. And that was only running that model for maybe like five or six months. Mm-hmm. What were you running before that model or after that model if you shut it down? Uh, well, it sort of went into like a, a stealth mode after that to refine the process and then put together a lot of the uh, integrations and you know APIs and, and sort of the other things on the back end that we needed to really make it work flawlessly. And you know, I talk to my partners a lot about this and it's like, you know, you could, everyone's like, well, you just want to get a product to market and then, you know, sell, prove that you can sell it. And in my mind, I'm like, I can sell anything to anyone 
for me, if I take a product to the market, I want it to be a pretty good product. Like, you know, if Steve Jobs is, you know, unveiling the iPhone, he's not just unveiling like the, you know, the screen that like is connected and rigged together that, you know, you sort of be plugged in. Like when he comes to the market, it's a perfect product. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, no, totally. Um, I mean, m- maybe some people would argue when the, the latest release of o- OS comes out and their whole phone stops working for two days, but they get it fixed quickly. <laughs> Your point's well taken. Um, though, moving forward now, though, into this year, right? So, so is it fair to say that it's hard for you to have visibility on future recurring revenues because so many are paying one time plus performance? Um, no, no. I mean, we have a we have a new system we implemented. Um, through uh brex it's called pry and pry is probably the most advanced like financial modeling software that i've seen and so we're able to account for pretty much every different scenario and every different sort of target and goals and kpis um and plan accordingly so no i mean the the average ticket in the industry just for if we were using the term credit repair which by the way i hate that I hate the phrase credit repair. That's why I like loan readiness better. But um, it's about twelve hundred and seven dollars per customer. And is that? Obviously. Would you say when you look at your customer base, you expect each in a year would pay on average about a thousand bucks? Yeah, give or take. I I, I think we could get a little higher just because we have more of a full suite of services. Where you know, if somebody comes to us for one thing, say you know, loan readiness for a house. A lot of times those customers are business owners, so they can also use our business credit products. And a lot of times they also need loans. And so we are able to connect them with a lot of the lenders we're affiliated with. So we earn, we earn revenue off of that. Um, I mean, we were, we were able to earn revenue probably uh, 77 different ways, honestly. <laughs> That's funny. And, and then obviously we're almost done with 2022. So you probably have a pretty good idea here. How many customers will you serve in 2022? In 2022, I would I would expect it to be probably the same, if if not maybe a little bit higher. And that's just again for for that sort of scaling back to perfect the the model. Yeah. So five. I, I would rather. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say a little more. So you're saying like a little more than 500. So maybe 550 customers this year will pay you an average of about a thousand bucks. Is that about right? Yeah, give or take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, good. I mean, so that puts you, you guys will do more than half a million bucks in revenue this year. We should be on track to do that, yeah. Yeah. And who is we? How many, how many folks are on the team today? Uh, so I have two partners, and then we have probably, I don't know, like 10 to 15 contractors we work with. Oh, nice. Okay, but three really are only the full-time ones. Yep. What do the contractors do, like engineering? And if so, how'd you find them? Uh, I mean, I, I used contractors for pretty much everything from the smallest tasks. Like, you know, I was just ordering my lunch on Uber Eats, right? That's a contractor. Um, and then, you know, the, the bigger tasks, like obviously development, uh, marketing, um, you know, search engine optimization, all of that. And how'd I find them? Um, the internet, <laughs> you know, like the internet. Yeah, but sure, but there's a lot of really shitty SEO specialists on the internet. You got to find the good ones. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. So, I mean, I, I honestly don't know. Like I've been, I've been experimenting with like software and marketing and, and pretty much every aspect of a business for like the last 10 years. So I've just built up a, a pretty good, you know, Rolodex of experts in the, their chosen fields. 
Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and have you guys bootstrapped the company or are you raised? I'll, I'll bootstrap. I'll boot. You probably sunk a bunch I, of money. Yeah. Yeah. My money and time pretty much. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fair. Okay. So bootstrapped, you know, you'll do call it a half a million bucks in sales. So you're about flat year over year then. Pretty much. Yeah. But I mean, good what's the plan? Yeah. 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 You re-architect. I mean, what do you think you'll do next year? Um, it really depends. You know, I, I attune it to like a, I used to race motocross and it's a lot like a, a throttle, you know, it's like, well, how much, how much revenue do we want to generate? It's not a question of, um, generating revenue. It's, it's more of a question of creating a great product and service that our customers really like and enjoy and really benefit from. And, and also our partner network really enjoys and benefits from. And then from there, I mean, we, we can sell as much as, I mean, I could sell a lot of, I could sell a lot. So, um, our industry is supposed to double in the next, uh, three years. So from, I think it's like 3.2 billion to like 7.8 billion. So there's a lot of market share up for grabs. We'll see what happens. And when do you launch the company? What year? Uh, so this specific brand, I guess I launched in 2020. Um, but I've been in this industry since 20, like late 2018. Fair enough, man. Well, we're rooting for you. We're out of time though for today. Let's wrap up with a famous five. Number one, favorite book. Uh, the magic of thinking big. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, I mean, I've, I, I, I stick to Elon Musk pretty much, but I study a, a lot of CEOs. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building credit connection? Wow, that's a tough one. Probably Google. <laughs> fair, fair. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Um, probably about six to eight. Six, eight. All right. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Single. All right. And how old are you? 27. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. How to how to ask for help, and more importantly, how to accept help and guidance from people that are a lot smarter than me. Guys, he'll do half a million bucks in revenue this year at usecreditconnection.com. When you go apply for a mortgage and they decline because some Verizon bill hits your record, he'll help you get that cleaned up to make sure you are ready for your next loan. That's why he calls it loan readiness. re this program this year, totally bootstrapped, hoping to grow a bit more next year as they look to scale. Daniel, thanks for taking us to the top. Appreciate it.